Hello, listeners. This is Elaine, one of your hosts. I just wanted to jump on here real quick and tell you guys that, unfortunately, during the editing process, we did learn that we lost the last 20 minutes of this episode, which is really unfortunate. But um, we still have the rest of it for you guys. We're just not going to hear the listener question portion of the episode today but the main discussion is pretty much all there still intact so it's gonna cut off a little abruptly but just bear with us it it is what it is we saved what we could and i hope you guys enjoyed this episode as far as um flake and as getting to shout themselves out we're gonna put all of their information in the description and any fun exciting things they have coming up they were great guests it's a great episode i hope you enjoy it and yeah we'll get to it Okay, hello everybody and welcome to the Pitch Perfect Podcast, a flesh and blood podcast that aims to educate, empower, and support the female community. We are your hosts, Melody and Elaine. That's Melody. Off to a great start. Okay, we're also joined by two amazing people. We have Az here from Goyen Gaming. Say hi, Az. And Hello, hi everybody. Flake from Instant <laughs> Speed Podcast. Hi, say hi. <laughs> Don't tell me what to do. <laughs> we have a, you can't tell me what to do. <laughs> which should be a really fun and interesting discussion lined up today, so we're going to jump right into it. But first, please tell us a little bit about yourselves, you guys, and how you got into Flesh and Blood, as you can go first. Cool, yeah, so uh, I'm Alice from Go Again Gaming. As you can tell from my accent, I am from the UK, United Kingdom, small little island over in, well, it's not in Europe anymore. Um, but um, yeah, it's a pleasure to be on here just to speak about all things flesh and blood. Um, I got into the game about a year or so ago, actually, after suffering a bit of burnout from previous games. Um, and I've always been into the sort of casual aspect and the kitchen table aspect. I grew up playing games around a kitchen table in opposed to going to like competitive events. So I think that's ingrained in me and my content and what I'm all about. So I think um, it's good to have my perspective on here, I guess. Just a little casual and chatting the breeze sort of situation. So yeah, glad to be here. Thanks. Thanks, ladies. <laughs> mm-hmm. Glad to have you. What about you, Flay? Awesome. What about me? That's a good question, I guess. Um, <laughs> let's see. <laughs> What what's the what's the question again? Where what did I how did I just tell where us, did I do? <laughs> tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into flesh and blood. Hold on a second. Is it, Elaine looks like she's contacting the president as the secretary <laughs> right now. Just, is is he safe? Is the asset secured? I just got to make sure. Um, how did I get into flesh and blood? Um, I was allowed in, I suppose, by the wonderful community here in Ontario. But frankly, it was introduced to me by a good friend of mine by the name of Lewis Woodhouse, who showed me the game. And uh, from that point onward, I was kind of just enamored with it and, uh, and and play it regularly all the time, talk about it regularly and schedule it, I guess. <laughs> English is not... Uh, there's a reason why I do all my recordings like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, because after that, I'm just completely, completely spent. So... Yeah. yeah, it's just this. It's a slow. De- it's a slow descent until we slow hit a decline. Runway. Yeah, uh, decline. I didn't say decline as. Thank you so much. Descent. <laughs> yeah. Uh, epic. Okay. Thank you. Uh, all right. We we always like to cover before we get completely into the conversation, just like how we all know each other, which, of course, we all met through flesh and blood, as you and I met through Twitter. The same as Melody mm. and I met through Twitter. Everyone knows that. Flake, I guess we also met through Twitter, but you're the only person here that I've actually met in person. So how did we meet, Flake? <laughs> D- despite my best efforts, I guess. That's how we met. <laughs> um, where did we meet? We met in New Jersey in the lobby of, or lobby or gathering area of a hotel where Tannen and I were... I don't know what we're going to do. We're just kind of winding down a particular evening uh, in between like one of the days. And he said, oh, some of my locals are playing at one of those tables. Let's go say hi. So I went to go say hi. 
and uh, and that's where I met yourself and and a whole bunch of other people, and that's essentially the uh, the Coles Notes version. Yeah, congrats. Congrats! Yeah, thank you. I was uh, very. It was very difficult to achieve that. Uh, there was an elevator. The elevator had multiple buttons, so it was really a crap. So it was shoot. a tough one. I, I admit yeah. it was. I. I, I meant that the first time you told like, the story without talking about pickles. So congrats. We did put in I the show notes. I, I read the show notes. The sh- yeah. <laughs> the show notes were specifically met. There's all kinds of wicked cool questions for as, and the only reference to me is don't derail the conversation <laughs> no. with oh. for the record th- i've only done that like once or twice i only brought up the whole pickle thing like once or twice it is frankly the rest of the community that has essentially just kept hitching wagons to this train and now it's this just on just say something here yeah. so flake randomly on. one day you jumped into our pitch perfect discord and said something like elaine likes pickles and then you left and that was it. Wow. And then it just started a huge furor of people going, Pickles, Pickles, listen, Pickles! Listen, I mean, mm-hmm. uh, there's a, there's a, you know that Seinfeld episode where George always says too much? And, you know, he, so I'm leaving on a high note. That's what I'm doing. I'm pulling a George Costanza. I'm leaving on a high note. And that's it. That was it. I just jumped, Elaine likes Pickles. And then I ninja dusted out of there. And that was it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I appreciate it though. I, I love the pickle content that comes my way. I probably get five, at least like a minimum of five tweets, messages, DMs, whatever you want to Brilliant. call them, about pickles a day, and I, I really enjoy it. It brightens my day. So thank thank you everyone who sends me pickle content. Okay, Melody, how did you? <laughs> would you like to talk about? It sounded how you spicy. Know these wonderful men? Thanks to everybody who sends me pickle content. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely old job. <laughs> what time is it over there? Anyway. Turn into our content. Yeah. Pickle talk. Jeez. Oh dear. So, look, we want to talk a little bit about your guys' history um, in the gaming space. What initially drew you to TCG's gaming as a whole, and how long have you guys considered yourself as gamers? How long have you been playing? Give us mm. a little background. We'll start with you, Flake. Me, uh, yes. I am I the oldest one here? It's completely possible. Yes. I don't want to. Yeah, we'll just say yes. I I'm a weathered vet of card games. I've been playing them for almost twenty five years. I think it's been wow. it's about, since I was about nice. since nineteen ninety seven, nineteen ninety eight or so. So do the math. Uh, it's been quite a while. But um, card games to me have always been something that I was drawn to, mainly because back then there was I didn't have internet, and the way that you gamed with friends was in person i put i used to play a ton of like warcraft or starcraft uh on my computer but those were all single player campaign type things um playing card games was just my outlet to enjoy i I liked strategy games i liked that and card games to me was just a way in all honesty it was like okay there's star wars which i like and there's a a card game associated to it which i discovered uh, haphazardly and that essentially just blossomed into exploring other card games finally being introduced to the digital sort of realm of card games with hearthstone being absolutely just gripped by that having having not having to i i grew up in the time where i had to ask my parents or my sister for a lift to the card shop on weekends to go play so having an outlet to just connect to anybody to play the card games that i enjoyed was was you know a, a great deal for me and that blossomed into you know marrying my my passion for broadcasting with my passion for card gaming, which essentially has paved the way to a less than lucrative but loving career that I enjoy uh, currently. That's very really cool. Amazing. You're living the dream, essentially, right? 25 years I, of gaming and well, up. 25 years of gaming. Well, this is the thing. It's like, imagine being putting hard work into something for 25 years and then making very little money. Man, that is definitely <laughs> the dream, right? Absolutely <laughs> the dream. But I will say this is that I gave up uh, quite a, a, a very, you know, successful, lucrative, budding career in another space in an, an entire and another industry to follow this passion. I took like, I mean, I, when I did that, uh, I said I'd, I'd rather wake up poor and happy than, mm-hmm. you know, have money in my pocket but miserable. And and I've never looked back, and I appreciate that. And I know I understand that that's not always possible for everyone, but I do always support people who chase their their passions and chase their dreams and if they, you can if you're lucky enough to 
you know, be able to pay the bills with it, then that's a wonderful thing that I, I have worked very hard to, to be able to do. And thank God you did, because you're yeah. here now. I'm here now, yeah. <laughs> to, to certain people's detriment, as, yeah, as Elaine is there, just saying, it's like, uh, we need to eliminate the target, and just like speaking into her, into her cuffs here. <laughs> as a little boy, did you ever imagine yourself doing this? Like, for any young ones that are watching this, because there will be. I know there's some from my LGS that are young. Like, this wow, specifically? I love you, Flake. <laughs> well, well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Um, it still is surprising and flattering when the, the very, very rare occasions where someone asks me to, like, take a picture or sign something, uh, It's it still is an incredibly sobering moment where, yes, it's flattering, and it's and it's still, I don't want to say it's awkward, but to me, it's it's... It's incredible that people appreciate what I do, and it's just you know, would I would I say that like have I envisioned myself in this? Not specifically. I don't think I was ever something that I want to do in card games, but I did grow up uh, always wanting to do radio, and uh, so yes, I can I can definitely. I mean, depends when you say. If you go back, like when I was five years old, my career aspirations was to be like a Ghostbuster, and I was like, that's <laughs> that is the, ghosts are everywhere, like they're infinite. It's like uh, yeah, I will always. It's like haircuts. Everyone's always going to need a Ghostbuster, you know. So um, that's uh, that's that was it. I mean, at a certain point when I was going through high school, I decided that uh, stage work or I just wanted a microphone. I wanted to force people to listen to me. That was it. Yeah, I can relate to that. Yeah, <laughs> I used to be in a band. Really? What, what, what was you? your role in the yeah. band? Real quick, I need to. Know. I was I was vocalist in the band. Yeah. Who are you? Yeah, <laughs> I should. Uh, oh, there's videos. The, yeah, the sixth Spice Girl that just got cut before they made it, right? <laughs> yeah, that you. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, M spice. mustache spice. Yeah, <laughs> mustache spice. <laughs> Mother and mustache spice. Exactly. That was originally going to be an Italian woman, uh, but it didn't yeah. quite work out. I <laughs> no, can say that no. I'm Italian. Yeah. Oh my yeah. God. All right, Ash. Marco. What about you? Give us a brief history of like your your you growing up in gaming spaces and TCGs and how you got into it all. Yeah. So uh, I briefly touched on it at the start. Um, so yeah, me and my mates were always into rpgs and card games and yeah back then we were playing a lot of couch co-op games like halo and all the classics um and it was very much you know dudes in a room people in a room just playing games and one of those games was uh was magic the gathering card game and uh we were playing multiplayer rather than sort of single player so for me it's always been like a social escapism type vibe uh, and that goes into flesh and blood because of the fact it's hero centric. I got into it because it's you choose a hero based on you know what you want to portray, what you want to identify as, and uh, and you and you take that to varying levels of success. I might add, um, but um, yeah, that's what it's all about for me. I really enjoyed like Diablo, and you get that sort of Diablo vibe from this. And I'm sure we will get some vibes with that when we get PVE. And I think there was a question about that as well. Um, so yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait for the future of this game. Um, and uh yeah but for me it's from a casual sort of chill out perspective uh, and just having fun uh where you can because i think that's i think that's also also very very important just having fun not all of us are going to be top eights all the time and the people that aren't like me are the, are the backbone Amazing. for the other people to <laughs> yeah <laughs> to trample all over us <laughs> so yeah just just having fun loving life really that's it that's my motto <laughs> how how old were you when you like got into gaming space you think uh, i i i used to think about playing final fantasy games while in school you know i was when the, <laughs> when the teacher was like oh what's what's this number squared i was just thinking right how am i going to level up titus when i get home <laughs> how, i need to i need i need to grind that dungeon in order to get that sword and you know, what was the question sorry <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, so yeah, uh, from a very, very, very young age, playing a lot of RPGs. So, um, but yeah, I just love the tabletop aspect, bringing people together. Um, it's all part of the flesh and blood ethos, isn't it? Bringing people together like we are right now. Um, and I wouldn't have met any of you, um, whoever might be listening now or in the future, wherever you might be out there, and you guys and girls and whatever you might be, it's because of this game that we're here. So, yeah, it's just a, it's just fantastic. So, thanks for. Thanks for getting us all on for this. It's good. It's a lovely old day. It's a great week for me. I'm going to say I'm in a positive mood. Um, but yeah, it's all good. 
Yes, I love Sorry, it. Sorry, I rambled on for a moment. No, no, no. Oh, it's oh, true because I, I like love recording with guests because I just like honestly seeing my friends. <laughs> just doing no work. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> you know, we just get together and talk and that's fun. Um, so like, yeah. I know, I don't know to speak for uh, Melody. I don't know about your experience, Melody, but like for me, I grew up, I have a, a really big family, um, but there's eight of us okay so there's eight girls in my family and eight boys in my family and like wow. gaming to me i always i played a lot of like rock band call of duty that that sort of thing mm. like star wars games um teenage mutant ninja turtle but it was always like perceived to me of being like oh that's like that's your brother's hobbies that you can play with them but oh, that's right. not like your hobby that's not like your thing and so being mm. Uh, males in the space and growing up in gaming spaces did you guys like has it always been a male dominated field for you guys also because y'all have also been in this space longer than I have yeah it has it, it has been I don't know to what to what end or what reason that is uh, I think I think this I think this day and age is a lot easier for people to express themselves in different mediums and stuff so i think maybe that's to do with it uh but yeah i mean my experience has always been uh it has been it has been male driven i don't know what what reason that is it's hard to identify um and I, i'm not sure if you have a view on it Blake, as to why that might be but well i mean it's always been um male dominated in, in terms of where mm. i have at least been exposed to it and and i mean mm. It's weird because growing up, my best friend uh, was my neighbor who was a girl, and her and I grew up playing the exact same things. Because again, you grow up, it's not like there's no there's nothing else to do in during the summer than hang out with the people that are like on your street, mm -hmm. right? Like that was mm -hmm. that was the move. So my neighbor was my best friend. Her and I played Legos together. We played video games together. We went like you know, hunting for frogs and bugs and stuff out in, like, the backyard or whatever together. Like, we did all the same stuff together. So, to me, it was never... Um, I never drew... I had that line drawn or those kind of... That kind of framework, you know, ever pushed into my mind. But you saw... Like, I saw it in school. Like, and it, it was something where... As, as... It wasn't even something necessarily that was... Like, the students or the, or the, the youth or whatnot that were perpetrating it was the it was the teachers and such that were like okay we're gonna have a gym class the boys are gonna do hockey and the girls are gonna do gymnastics and it was like but there was no choice well if, what mm. if i want to do some gymnastics there's a there's a fucking trampoline there like i mm. like i get it we're in canada i should know how to play hockey i but i do know how to play hockey and at certain times getting knocked in the shins by a bunch of like you know sticks is not appealing but jumping off a freaking <laughs> trampoline into a nice soft oh, mat that's so my jam fun. like yeah. what the hell but we were not we were not given that option and in all the sort of the extracurricular kind of uh, you know at lunchtime or after school sports or activities i we never really when it was just open open field like our volleyball team uh, which melody you would love because before we knew even a hint of what the hell the All Blacks were, we were oh, well, we, yes. ca we called ourselves the All Blacks because all we did was we showed up to all the games wearing only black, and we <laughs> so we called ourselves uh, the All Blacks and we had all we all had nicknames like I was Black Bear, there was like Blackberry, there was like anything that had like you know, um, but it it existed and it was it's obviously you know. If, if you think that that's not the case, it was just very apparent in all the card shops that or the card shop that I went to go play at, you know, there were boys and girls that went there to buy product, but the only people that were sitting there playing cards were, were guys. And yeah. when you're 12, 13 years old growing up, that's just the way it is. But I, I will say this as my, as I got reintroduced to paper card games, you know, after a while where, you know, you move out, you have your own money, you can spend on cards. When I started going to tournaments and doing Friday Night Magic or whatever, the person I went to these events with was Alias V, Eileen uh, um, uh, Loney, who uh, does magic casting, and her and I would go to the events all the time. Myself, her, and her, her husband. We, we would just, every Saturday, so to me, it was just the normal thing from growing up and playing you know, video games and Lego with my neighbor to 
later on going to Friday Night Magics or draft tournaments with a really close friend of mine who happened to be female. Like it was just to me, it was normal, and there was no weird part about it. But I, I've seen it, I've witnessed it, I've been around those kinds of you know people that are are kind of per per uh, perpetually kind of feeling the fire of those stigmas and those um, you know stereotypes of. If you're a girl, you're either being dragged here or you're not good yes. at the game or you don't understand it. And that is something that I have always been aware of and have, you know, just to, but on my end, like, I'm not trying to be like, well, I, you know, I was well ahead of the curve here. It was just the fact that the people I was, I was around were people that I looked at the shared interest versus, you know, anything beyond that. So that was so kind it was of the societal structures and the gender roles of the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I wish that they kind of. I wish I could say that the progression of that has been, you know, leaps and bounds and gone at light speed. But there are still people at tournaments where I hear those kinds of comments, or I'm aware or around, you know, those types of things where it's just it's a, you know, it's it's annoying at that rate, and it it's all I can do is just be inclusive and welcoming to people I play with. That's my sort of my little my little bit. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely like do. Um, a cultural thing of like fitting people into like these like gender ideas or like gender roles where it's like you know video games tend to be more stereotypes. yeah stereotypes more like marketed towards males. Like I said, like we had GameCubes and Playstations and Xboxes, but it was like those were I, it was just kind of like an unsaid thing that like those belong to your brothers don't those don't belong to you like you can play them like with your brothers and so it's just like um i don't know it's a cultural thing but being in the gaming space is longer than each of uh melody or myself as as women do you feel like the representation of women has like changed with hopefully the culture being like, God, yeah. more welcoming and open-minded <laughs> yeah I, I think it has it's, I think it's brilliant I think it's come on leaps and bounds I think it I think it's I think it's the 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 norm now for people to be able to express the, their true selves through the mediums that they wish to they wish to do that and I think it's becoming more and more accepted to do so um, and it's yeah it's it's just absolutely awesome I think it's fantastic lovely old job <laughs> <laughs> that's it really yeah. <laughs> Would you agree, Flake? Yeah, and I guess Flake's been <laughs> part of that driving force from a young age. Uh, well, like the, the issue I find is that there's it's, it's still being perpetrated, but there's definitely this progress that's been made. And mm. it's hard to, to take it from a macroscopic level where you can have these big initiatives of inclusion and kind of trying to educate and and whatnot but ultimately from a grassroots perspective it's hard to go to um you know an lgs and 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 go to like a, a place where just the, the culture within that small little microcosm of the game and the game culture that exists there is different from what the overall kind of narrative may be where you go there perhaps and it's not just the fact that it's like, yeah, anyone can sign up, but the people who are there are going to be complete assholes to everyone who they don't know, you know, male, female, whatever. It's just the culture itself might be, you know, not exclusive. I've, I've, I've been around card games long enough where something as little as spending one day off of streaming to play a different card game, the people will just absolutely lay into you as a traitor, as a this, as a that. It's, 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 it's a ridiculous culture to a degree where it's and it's it's i don't know man like it i don't want to go on too many tangents and about just what's Here wrong with all the but yeah no i'm not going to go down that route ultimately <laughs> though what i'm going to say is that there's still so much work to be done but at on my end like i've seen and been around so many awesome tournaments where people are absolutely crushing it and nobody gives two flying f's about what the hell who the hell they're playing uh, you know like like to me it's just hilarious where we're I'm happy to say that the places I play and the experiences I'm now having are no more, it's like, oh my god, I gotta play against a woman. No, it's more like, oh, freaking, I gotta play against an Icelander. Like, that's kind of the question. Like, mm -hmm. that is the whole thing. Yes. I don't, yeah, exactly. I don't hate you 
or dislike you or have any kind of prejudices you know that uh, associated to you based on who you are it's all about the hero you're playing I, that's <laughs> where you're that's where i fucking hate you like that's where <laughs> if i have to it, like don't show up with oldham and expect that i'm gonna you know say hello and shake it well no i'm gonna always say hello and be nice but you know what i mean like that at all the places all of those hatreds are stemmed from you know meta related choices and things like that i don't care who the person's playing if you show up with oldham i'm gonna be watching the clock and hating you silently like that's kind of yeah. that's why i love azalea so you can just turn up and they're just like oh yes i've got oh, i love azalea i love dude playing how to make friends and influence people eh? <laughs> oh you know when you go ring halloween you ring a doorbell and they give you a full-size chocolate bars that's like that's those are azalea players you show up you're like they flip it over yeah. i'm like mm, jackpots mm, yes oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah oh. absolutely i don't even uh. need to see your cards yeah no problem don't worry about it send me yeah, the bill exactly. we're all good yeah <laughs> oh brilliant <clears throat> Oh my goodness. Where's the where's the rails gone? Where's the rails? Where are they? Oh, there they are. There's the script. We don't need rails. We don't need no. rails. I, it's funny because um, I was in Warsaw this past uh, past week, uh, and one of my closest friends there is a gentleman by the name of Pavel Berja. He's the uh, community manager and like lead communications person for the game for Gwent. And him and I have been working together for many, many years. And one thing that him and I, like one of those instances where we bonded, where we first worked together was that we were both getting yelled at for going off script with things. I'm like, scripts are suggestions. It's just like, yeah. you know, it's like they're, like, they're like pulling over and asking for directions. You don't need to exact, you just kind of need to know where you need to end up. The rest is all whatever. It's all good. So it's just funny. It's Fugazi. It's Fugazi. It's uh, a exactly. It's a woozy. <laughs> well, yeah, well, Fugazi, though. A Fugazi. Do you know what a Fugazi is? A Fugazi uh, is technically... It's referred to as like a fake. As like a counterfeit. That's a Fugazi. It's a woozy. It's a woozy. From Wolf you know, Street. You know, you know a little bit. Of, you, know, you know a little bit. Of, you're so close to Italy. But you don't know anything, man. This guy. I tell you. My own. <laughs> Oh, can you say that again, please? Um, uh, no, I will not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when Melody and I wrote the script for this episode, we did not make it as long as we usually make it because we were like, we're going to have Flake and Az. It's going to be hard enough to keep them, <laughs> keep them on track anyway. Yeah, <laughs> Just throw a few questions. Dude, ever, so you're going to run with it. Ever since we did that Az, when we did that like set preview for Everfest, oh, where... Yeah. It was like a, It was like after the fourth hour. I was like, I have to eat or I'll die. Like I have to go, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> I had to. T I was like, Do I really need to tell them that I have to be out four hours after we begin? No, it'll be done by then. And <laughs> it'll eventually, be fine. I, have to, I have to slide him a note like under the door saying, I have to leave in thirty minutes. <laughs> it's been four hours. Yeah. And then your and then your face was superimposed on the video for the rest of the whole thing as well. <laughs> yeah. It's so silent. Yeah. All right, oh. we're, we're done. Okay. Sorry, we're done. Melody, yeah. ring us in, please. <laughs> <There's notes. laughs> I'm writing notes in the chat as well. <laughs> Never bring them back together. No. Separate, separate maybe, okay. uh, but never again. All right, all right, all right. We're, going, we're getting back on topic. Okay, so you guys have been in tons of other games before. We already talked about how female representation has kind of, like, changed, hopefully gone up. Um but it's still it's still not ideal as you've also mentioned. So what do you what do you think is missing from gaming spaces to help women feel more encouraged to join or to play? Um, do you have any ideas towards that? I I do, but they're not the kindest. Like in all honesty, I think a lot of more people need to be I don't want to say called out about it. I don't want to say shamed about it. But a lot more people need to have it shoved in their face that certain things that they certain things that they're saying or doing are wrong. It's it's the it's the legit way. It you know like you can talk to someone privately because these people know that you know those kinds of sentiments might not be the right thing, but they don't care because they're being either supported by it or they're not getting enough negative sort of feedback about it. But if somebody's doing something that's obviously wrong, like if if someone's being a shithead to someone else. I have no problems going to be like, hey, like, that's really stupid. Don't do that. Like, you know, but until they are directly told, you know, like you can kind of like, oh, yeah, whatever, like, and just kind of blow it off. But if unless they get that sort of 
in-your-face feedback about it, and it's, it's sometimes that's the way that messages go through, uh, you know. And I'm I'm not afraid to receive feedback like that, nor am I afraid, uh, nor am I afraid to go ahead and confront somebody. And I've done it many times, and you see how easily they turtle where they're they you know they think they're in the right they want to play and puff their chests up and be all badass and whatever and i don't know what the hell they're trying to defend but once they get the feel like once they get the pushback by somebody who isn't intimidated by that because i I'm, i've never been in that you know in that that position that that you may have been or that other women out there mm -hmm. may have been whereas for me i show up with the freaking nerd uniform on i'm the you know the, the skinny white guy with glasses and a star wars shirt like that's the uniform uh -huh. they give you when you join starfleet for cards that's what it is that's the officer's uniform like i show up and people salute me they're like oh captain's here you know like i ha i tick off all the boxes so i don't have i've never had to deal with that so i don't know how much it might be to be intimidated i've been intimidated before being the new guy being out of place or whatnot dude i was in New Jersey, I went to go play basketball in New Jersey with basketball, not like NBA players, but people who play basketball. I was intimidated out of my freaking mind. I didn't want to talk to anyone. I'm like, don't pass yeah. me the ball. I'm like, again, <laughs> that same that same uniform that gave me VIP access to like one LGS was the same uniform I wore at the basketball court that made everyone think I had leprosy and didn't want to go anywhere near me. <laughs> that was the kind of thing. So I totally get being intimidated but until someone steps up and shuts this garbage down you know yeah, yeah. then it's it's not the case and some of that is on the the people who just kind of watch and let it happen and some of that are on the owners and the people running these tournaments and owning these stores who allow this shit to happen and it's that in my regard is bullshit and i have stopped going to certain uh uh, LGSs because I wasn't a fan of the way certain things were run and treated and favoritism and this and that and I've seen it and I don't go there anymore and I'm like alright well you know that's just the way it goes and I've spoken up about things but if things don't change I'm like alright peace like I just don't want to be here and I it, that's that's my little bitty bit about it. Yeah, that, yeah that's definitely like an episode that Melody and I want to cover is like what meet with LGS owners to talk about like mm -hmm. what actual LGS can LGSs can do to make it a, a different environment and change the environment because we, we put a lot of pressure on ourselves as players, but like I think it's also important to remember that they play a role in it as well. And then Colin, well, yeah, they host they host they host the the entire environment. It is it is their job to 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 make sure these things fall into place. One hundred percent. I reckon that would be a great one if you can get LGS owners on to to do that. That would be fantastic. That's a good idea. So LGS owners and it's the community, right? What flexi mm. yeah. comes down to individuals. And I actually have a really good success story that I'm going to share. And it's from the skirmish that I was in last weekend. So we have a, a player. It's a different LGS to my local. And he hates Kano. And when I say he hates Kano, he absolutely loses his mind whenever he's up against that particular hero. And his very first match was against a well-known Kano player. And I was sitting next to him and I, I looked at him and I said, now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this because he came to me afterwards. And I was like, Brayden, Brayden, now, I know that you don't like Kano. We all know that you don't like Kano. But if you can just take a step back, just keep yourself calm. Don't lose your mind and just have a good game. And he's like, Rrr. And then afterwards, after the whole skirmish, he came up, he's like, Melody, you'd be so proud of me. I was like, what happened? He's like, I didn't lose my shit. He's like, you know, I did really well. And I said, he didn't know this, but, or perhaps he did, but I was like, Brayden, the reason I said that is because my very first LGS game of Flesh and Blood, I came to play here. You lost your shit. Like, you literally threw your toys out the cot. You swore. You almost flipped the table, you picked your shit up, and you went to another table. I said, that was my first experience with flesh and blood, is how you acted. And I was like, I was really like, oh my god, is he okay, and what's going on? Everyone just sort of rolled their eyes. And that stuck with me ever since then. And he's like, he's like, I'm really sorry about that. And he's like, you know, I've actually reflected on some of my behavior and realized that, you know, I've just been a real child about it and blah, blah, blah. So I was like... That's a success story. And I was really proud of him because he usually loses his shit. Like, he's very mm. volatile, especially with Kano. 
though I think talking to people like it wasn't even calling him out I was just having a quiet word I sat next to him and I'm like come on yeah I think it is a I think it is a, a vital place for some people to learn lessons. If they're going to a game store to escape from maybe stuff that's going on outside and they're still learning a lesson in this in this space that they thought was safe, I think that's yeah, I think that's that's a definitely a good place for people to learn lessons is outside of the home as well. Um so yeah, I, I think that's 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 awesome. Definitely. Yeah, I think I think like actually sitting down to have the conversations with people is important because there sometimes there can be like this bystander effect, right? Where you're like, well, someone else will take care of that. Someone else will tell them something, mm. and and that's not always the case. But it, it also doesn't always have to be done like you know publicly. Like you said, you pulled them aside, had a quiet conversation with them, and that's like that's a really good way to do it. Um, some sometimes if if they're if it's just like blatant in front of everyone being crazy acts of misogynistic like you you can say something i'm i don't i don't i don't encourage calling people out in front of large crowds but uh you know i i I think it's important to call people out um in in a nice respectful way most of the time or sometimes they're not even i'm very much of the mind that most people are just not thinking about some things like that like they're not trying to be to make women feel uncomfortable in spaces or to make certain people feel uncomfortable in spaces they're just like doing these things without even really thinking about it and so i think mm. calling them on a lack of self-awareness yeah private Shit just going being like hey did you know that when you do that it makes you know them feel some mm. so-and-so feel this sort of way is important like i i've had i've had um friends call out other people for me that when we were playing a game they're doing things like just being like a little over over explanatory like telling me how the rules work or how the game works or like talking me through phases of the game and it's like okay we're we're playing in a calling right now like I know how the game works and I don't want to I don't want to say anything because it's like you know they're they might just be trying to be really nice um but then I've had friends be like, hey, you know, if she has a question, she'll ask. You don't have to, you know, whatever. And that it, it feels good to know that, like, the community's on your side. But as long as it's done in a respectful manner, I think important to keep in mind. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's move yes. on to our next topic, which is content creation, which is something all of us have in common as content creators. <laughs> So, um, is it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do I do again? Oh, what do I do? <laughs> all right. First of all, tell us a little bit about yourselves. How you got into content creation? What What made you want to start being a content creator? Where are we starting? You can go first. You. You. Ready? I'll go first. Cool. Uh, yeah, I've always been a I've always been a creative person. Um, I said in passing earlier, I was like in an abandoned stuff, and that gets harder and harder to do as you get older. Um, getting five people in a room to play music and make music and do all this stuff is hard. Um, so I've always took an interest in film and always wanted to do like filmy things. And, you know, I think it sort of fell into place with the hobbies because I wanted to cover them and speak about them. Um, and yeah, I, I absolutely love creating content i love sharing my my thoughts and ideas whatever they might whatever they might be um and just i think one of the main one of the main things about content creation and uh and just making stuff is just speaking about what your passion is i think that's that's i think that's so important um and i absolutely love it um but yeah that's it really (laughs) so so is it up to me now Oh, yeah, you okay. can go. I see how it is. Go. No, I don't want to anymore. No. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't want oh, we're good. Nice. We're good. Go for it. Go for it. What, 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 whatever I said, yeah, I'd abandoned the UK as well. And uh, it was hard. Uh, <laughs> we can do karaoke in Leal. We can do some karaoke. Oh, yeah, we're doing karaoke in Leal. I'm so Dude, yeah. mad. I just... I, uh... Backstreet Boys, baby. I've never, I've never uh, karaoke yeah. with... Flesh and blood people, despite my best efforts at every flesh and blood event that I've ever gone to, and and now Leo's coming and everyone's like, we're doing karaoke, and I'm like, ah. I've always been the purveyor of karaoke to any major event. Everyone always relies on me. They're like, well, Flake's here, so I guess he's gonna try to get us to do karaoke. And I finally got it together for the the like the big 
GDPR event where a bunch of us went out uh, in Warsaw oh, to do yes. it. We had to go, and the only available room in the entire freaking city like to get karaoke done was uh, at, available at 2 a.m. So we booked it at 2 a.m., and we stayed up Reasonable. till 2, and we went up. We absolutely went in, and that, that night did not finish uh, on time at all. But yeah, there was Backstreet uh, Boys to be had. First thing we did. And again, this is the well, problem Sean. with the karaoke. Uh, we did uh, um, uh, I Want It That Way. I mean, let's be real. Oh, was, yeah. <laughs> limited yeah. time. We had limited time. We're not going to bust out the B-sides and the deep cuts, you know, for a bunch of scrubs who <laughs> don't even yeah, know what yeah. it is. Like, let's be like, uh, so the, the, the thing about it was that the fact that most of it like i had to organize it i i was sort of the lean on all this and we show up and i didn't want to be the first one to do it but nobody wants to do it so i go and i went up there but the amount of people who just like were indecisive about what song i'm like we have an hour dude we have an hour no like you have to show <laughs> you know up what with song. exactly show up with yeah. your deck lists like you can't exactly. go over there and and finalize this garbage now they were yeah, at can't the be thing playing with to, a sideboard yeah there was complete <laughs> silence and they're trying to still trying to figure out whether they want to bring Kadachis or you know Edge of Autumn. I'm Tech like against Oldim or yeah. Oh yeah, I'm like a holes. Yeah, bring work. you show up with your printed deck list. There's no time to waste here. Let's go. Like all round right, one has right. started. Speaking of having an hour, <laughs> please tell us a little bit about how you got into content creation. Uh, all right, I will respect your rules. Uh, I wanted to do it, so I did it. Uh, end communication. <laughs> yeah, nice. So okay. thank you. For you guys, it was more of just like you—you you wanted to get into content creation because you really liked it, not necessarily that—not necessarily that you saw like a lack of content in the community or a niche that like you wanted to fill. I think that well, I think that comes I think that comes into it a little bit. Um, mm -hmm. you, you know, you always want to speak about something. You want to. I mean, me and Flake discussed about this on your podcast actually, Instant Speed, about carving out your corner of the content space that you that you want to do and i think that's yeah i think that's a major part of it and i was on a i was on a podcast recently with chris from lss chris buley and he says exactly the same thing about you know finding your niche finding your passion finding your voice all that sort of stuff and it's very very important because if you can find what it is that you want to speak about people will tune into it because they can see that you're obviously interested um so yeah it's um definitely a vital part of it um and yeah, I mean, you, people people should be allowed to speak about what they love and share it with people. So that's that's content. <laughs> like for myself, there was definitely, you know, I don't say ulterior, ulterior motives to it, but I understood that like my my career is casting. That's what I do. That's what pays the bills. Mm -hmm. And I knew that if I wanted to get into casting Flesh and Blood, which as soon as I started playing, I was like, this is absolutely what I want to do. I've casted Magic before. I've cast so many different games. I've, and this was one that I was like, I absolutely want to do this. And I knew that it wasn't going to be just showing up and be like, hey, uh, can I get a job? Like, it's such a, a unique and scarce amount of, of jobs available. I needed to establish myself and essentially create some sort of legitimacy to my you know that i'm not just here to take a job and then peace out like i was committed to the 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 game i wanted to support it i wanted to talk about it but at the same time i also wanted to just chat with the you know the movers and shakers of this of this community and that's what i did instant speed for uh was because I wanted to talk to the people out there in the community and discuss the important topics, see what they're doing. And that led to, um, you know, a, I guess a, a consistent career in casting Flesh and Blood. But ultimately, like when I got into content creation for Flesh and Blood specifically, it was because my I wanted to cast the game and I want to talk mm -hmm. about it. And this was sort of an, this was a stepping stone to what I'm doing now. Yeah. I guess it's establishing it's establishing what you wanna what you wanna achieve and what you wanna get out of your journey in this as well. Um, so as long as you're fulfilling yourself and what your ultimate goal is, that is what you should aim for as well. It's fulfilling yourself rather than anybody else. Um, so as long as you're happy in what you're doing, whatever your goal is, that is that is it really. Uh, I say that quite a lot. Um, it's like my I close the sentence off for myself, um, <laughs> just so anybody else doesn't have to sort of thing. That's it really someone else take it from me <laughs> no i i totally agree like finding your niche and content creation is really important i mean that's what melody and i did and exactly uh, yeah finding starting a podcast that talks about women in gaming spaces um because when i sat down to learn flesh and blood in my living room 
at the beginning of the year I never I never in my wildest dreams thought that I would be uh, running a podcast with Melody a girl in New Zealand that I met online I mean that's that's just kind of crazy to think about never something I thought I'd be doing or yeah. even something that I really wanted to do is just kind of like this lack of representation of women content that I that I felt and Melody felt and so we came together to make this do you have anything to add to that Melody no, 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 you covered it. That's that's exactly how it came about. I never thought I'd be doing this. I just mm. wanted to talk lots on Twitter, and then I'm like, woohoo! Oh my gosh, somebody else wants to, to join the party. <laughs> zero everyone, wants, everyone wants to join your party. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, we can party together one day in karaoke. One day. So yeah, day. absolutely. You are my fire. My one <laughs> only desire. <laughs> All right. Follow up uh, question. Do you guys feel like there's still any areas of like missing content in the flesh and blood scene? Like maybe something you uh, experience in another gaming space or not? Just kind of curious. The, the tough, tough part there is that I always have ideas. Like I have tons of ideas. Ideas that I've executed on other games and that have been either successful or flops. And it's weird because there are certain things in this space that have succeeded that have not succeeded in other uh, areas so it's hard to say because like is there missing stuff yeah dude i would love to have a i would love to have a i, I used to do a pretty successful uh gwent trivia show we did one episode of, of flesh and blood trivia which didn't really do well uh which is you know it was it was weird how it worked in one space but in this mm -hmm. one it, it didn't quite work out it's still something that we're toying with i want to do a, a fl dude flesh and blood karaoke would be a freaking sick <laughs> thing to do so yeah cool. right but yeah. so th this is the one thing that people need to uh understand is that when you're talking about like is it a crowded field or are there still areas of content that need to be explored heck yeah there are because there's all kinds of nonsense the thing about it is that people automatically when they think of content creation they think of okay i'm either streaming or podcasting or doing like guides or whatever they, yes. this these four corners of what content creation can be is just the the first is like that's level one there's so much that you can go into and that's why i always applaud people who take this to the next level? There was this video recently that was like the 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 whatever uh, X amount like whatever the, like the archetypes of fab players you're going to encounter at a tournament where somebody's no, one of, two one two juice was it that one? So yeah, yeah so it's like th those are awesome. I love that video. <laughs> There's plenty of great things for people to explore. I just feel like people get intimidated because they automatically think that if they want to yeah. get into quote unquote content creation, then it has to be streaming, deck guides, or box openings, and mm. like. And it's like, well, those, and then they see what's already out there and they get intimidated and then they think that that's all there is to it. When in reality, mm -hmm. that is, that is, we're the, we're the basic bitches of freaking, <laughs> of content creation. We just take this template and run with it. Whereas there's so much that we're either not exploring, too afraid to explore, too lazy to explore, or just not creative enough to explore. So I'm actually the biggest hack ever because I don't do anything creative. <laughs> Like, let's get real. I don't do anything creative. I talk to people and they talk back to me. It's a fucking phone call that you guys are listening in on. That's all it is. That's <laughs> all it is. Oh, we love it. <laughs> okay, Melody, you wanna you wanna take us into our, our next few questions? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So we've got these are our last couple questions, but do you feel that it's important to have female representation in the content creation space? Why or why not? Yeah, the more characters, the better. The more characters, the better. <laughs> That's my answer. Yeah. All right, but before I get shredded for like not insta snapping, well, obviously. Well, no, there's uh, no, what I. No, no, that's the whole point. I'll say it's there's no right or wrong answer to no. it because it's it's like as. Uh, as I as can the, definitely. I as could, long as like the absolutely being made, is it actually important that there are like more females yeah. in the space making it? You know. That's I can absolutely print you a bad answer if you want me to, <laughs> but I will not. I will not do that. I will give you an honest answer. I've always felt that. What's most important is that the content that's being created is good quality content that people want to see. And I don't care if what you know if you're an algorithm in the matrix that's producing it, or you're a man, woman, you know, plant, mineral, animal. I don't give a sh I don't give a shit as long as it's something that I would enjoy. Some of the best content that I ever consumed is like 
there's that um, inspirational quote generating bot that just makes the random <laughs> the most AI? stupid inspiration. <laughs> yeah, it's AI that generates the most absurd and stupid but hilarious inspirational quotes. And that, to me, that's nothing. That's an algorithm. That's ones and zeros in the matrix that are telling me and, and entertaining me. So do I think that there should be more women in the content creation space? I think that there should be more people general in general in the content creating space as long as it's stuff that they want to do. And mm. I have definitely been a part of conversations where, uh, like, I get it. Trust me. I mean, in l look at the casting crew for any of the flesh and blood stuff dude it's like all right like let's 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 cut and paste dude in their white dude in their 30s um and cut and paste and change their clothing and uh, let's give that one glasses let's give that one you know <laughs> whatever it is like that's a beard and that one like that's that's the template and do i think that's correct no i don't think that's correct i think that what should be correct is that there are more people given opportunities to show that we're not the best that there is and that we're not just all that there is um, I come from my my last major, you know, contracts were with Gwent, and with Gwent, we are blessed that we have had, you know, like uh, the dude that I I cast with a, a dude by the name of Henry Fang, who's one of my favorite people to broadcast with, is an Asian dude. We have on the other side, there's you know, plenty of women who are on the broadcasting crew. We have a rotating sort of cast of of people that come in and out of various tournaments, and they're amazing, and, uh, you know. It, 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 but again, I would I would give them the same critique that I would give anybody if they're good or if they're bad. And they're lucky for the game that they're very damn good and they're out there. There's people who are out there. And um, so I, I think the issue is not that we just need to say, well, you know, uh, the, the quota is one woman on the cast minimum and one person of color or this or that. that. That isn't what we should be striving for. What we should be striving for is that we should be giving more opportunities to discover the talented people so that naturally it does progress to that. Because I think the fact that there's we're all just a bunch of white dudes in our 30s is because we were afforded those opportunities early on based on these stigmas that existed and based on these prejudices and such but now that those are kind of getting beaten down um you know there are there are more people out there who can get picked up and discovered and said well, well hey guys so unfortunately that's where we got cut off so i hope you enjoyed the discussion at least what you heard of it that was pretty much all of it that was like the last question we were gonna ask before moving on to listener questions which i'm really sorry that we did not get to share with you guys this week but i hope you join us again next week we're gonna work out these technical difficulties and we really apologize but we love you guys and we appreciate you and we thank you for listening yeah have a great week bye